right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pursuit of Relentless podcast. You have your host here, Elena, and today we are going to learn some stuff about uh, worms, which is going to be interesting. I am a big gardener, personally, myself. I really love um, the sustainable lifestyle and really... Um, getting into growing my own food. And I actually just bought a property in BC as well. So I'm really excited to be able to go to a place that I won't necessarily have to water my garden twice a day because it's uh, really, really hot and dry where I live. But yeah, I'm excited to have Kathy Nesbitt with us today. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I love the name, by the way. Yeah. Relent of or pursuit of relentless. Yes. Yeah, pursuit of relentless. Yeah. <laughs> well, I relentless. Started, yeah, pursuit of relentless started uh, like three and a half years ago as a bit of a passion project for me. I was like, okay, if I'm learning from entrepreneurs myself and it's helping me grow my business and it's helping me um, be a better person, then why not try and connect with other entrepreneurs and learn from them and see what they're doing, right? And then I started the podcast and I was like, okay, well. This is pretty cool. And I get to talk to people like yourself and learn what your story is and why you got into what you're doing and then just have really interesting conversations. So, mm, and you have a great voice. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, tell yeah. us how you got started as an entrepreneur. Well, it was by by accident. <laughs> I happened upon it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it was uh, 2002. The landfill, I'm, I'm located in, just north of Toronto. And in 2002, the landfill closed for the Toronto area. And although we're a pretty large country, we couldn't find a, a spot to site a new landfill. And we started to export our garbage to the U.S. A thousand trucks a week. Mm. Wow. And this is indoor composting with worms. So I kind of really did happen upon it. Several things happen, like the universe is interesting place. It drops seeds, right? Mm -hmm. The garden for to continue the gardening metaphor. <laughs> And, and I was picking them up and yeah, so I started my worm business in 2002 and I believe I was divinely guided, um, you know, 21 years selling worms by the pound without repeat customers, bad business model, Right. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I look back now and I thought, man, if, if I was of sound mind and body, I never would have started that, that business, <laughs> but thank goodness I did. Cause it's really needed. Yeah, big time. So for someone who's new in the gardening world or new in just being uh, woken up to the fact that they should contribute to the world in some way, shape or form, or like really start focusing on um, proper waste removal and stuff like that and composting and growing your own food if possible, right? Um, mm -hmm. What would you want them to know? Like the well, that. You know, like I started my business as a waste management tool, right? Just maybe not stop all those trucks going, but at least to take the stink out of garbage, right? When you compost, you're taking the organic matter, which rots out of the out of the garbage. So your garbage won't smell, which is a beautiful mm -hmm. thing, especially in the summer. And so I started as a waste management tool. I quickly realized that gardeners wanted what I had because it's black gold. The worms are the original alchemists. They turn our garbage into gold so we can grow more nutrient-rich food. Mm. And in North America, we have destroyed our soil because we do monocropping, corn, wheat, soil, acres and acres of, of the same thing. And that's not how nature intended it. 
So this is returning the nutrients back into the soil. So it's really closing the loop. It's like the infinity sign. The worms eat the food. We give the scraps. We give the scraps to the worms. They turn it into soil. We grow more food. Uh, it's so be- and it's on site. And this has been a challenging business in a way because people didn't realize. You know, it was so easy just to go to the grocery store. In Canada, we import sixty percent of our food. Wow. So in twenty twenty, when everything shut down, the world shut down, including our borders. Um, you know, we, we, I mean, we were food insecure before 2020, but it just became apparent when we're like, Oh, look at, we better think about our food. Sustainability. Well, sustainability. if you look back in 20, 40, 60, a hundred years ago, people weren't obese like they are today. And trust me, I struggle with it myself. And I'm sitting here looking at how much I consume sometimes. And I'm like, wow, I really don't need this much food. Like it's not, I mean, I can drink a glass of water instead and then I don't feel as hungry, but it's little things like that, that people aren't understanding and it's not sustainable and it's not going to work long-term if we don't understand how much processing goes into our food, how many like cancers and stuff like that come from over consuming sugar or um, your body just shutting down. But I think something that people don't understand is that their body is a machine. So Mm. what you put into it feeds the machine. And if you're putting in very, very bad quality fuel, then your body's not going to function the way that it's supposed to and disease is going to happen. And I think that's a big conversation for us to be having, because even for myself, like I've fluctuated a hundred pounds twice in my life. Right now I'm up like 40 or 50 pounds because I had a couple miscarriages and stuff. So anyways, my hormones were out of whack and I gained a bunch of weight and I was just like, holy cow, (laughs) Like it's crazy how much more I'm craving sugar because I was consuming it, right? Mm. Little things like that. But you look at how much more substance you get from eating an avocado or, you know, having um, a mango as your sweetness instead of a bag of candy, you know, and one of the mentalities that my coach Jody Hardy gave me was like, no, you get to have a mango, right? Mm. You get to have these incredible fruits from different countries and like just valuing it so much more. And I'm like, hmm, it makes you really appreciate that fruit a lot more when you are like, oh, I get to have this versus like, oh, I'm just going to go and get some sugar or some ice cream or some, you know, it's different. You know, we, oh, you said a lot of things there. Our body is a machine and we abuse it for years and years and decades even. Like, you know, when we're young, our body is resilient. We think we can live forever on eating, you know, fast food. And, you know, the beautiful part that I've learned over this last couple of years is the mitochondria in each cell is what drives us. It's what is, you know, it's the little microbes. Our microbiome is really driving us. Mm -hmm. So if we're consuming a lot of salt and sugar and all of those things, the mitochondria, that's it wants more of that. So if we can, we can change our kind of um, micro microbiome which is our you know flora and fauna of our internal world we can change everything and you're right it's changing our mind you know I also have a a sprout growing business and 
<laughs> you know, I, I start my day with two tablespoons of these sprouted mung beans. And when I started to sell this system in 2012, um, I had only sprouted mung beans for 10 years. It's my health plan. And mm -hmm. people would say, what else can you sprout? And I said, I, I don't know, because <laughs> I'm honest too, honest businesswoman. <laughs> Imagine what concept. Cool, right? <laughs> um, and and the, the response would be, well, don't you get sick of mung beans? And then my response would be, do you, would you get sick of having tons of energy and feeling great? Maybe people love their story. Like, oh, I'm so tired. Okay, well. Right. <laughs> and so then I thought, wait a minute, as an entrepreneur, what do I care if somebody wants mung beans or they want something else? So then I started to experiment. And you can grow chickpeas and lentils. And so I'm a sprouting monster now. And I realized like the sprouts are nature's fast food. They germinate in a day or two. Everything is there to grow that little sprout into a full grown plant. Right. So it starts losing nutrients as it gets bigger. Hmm. So like a, a like a broccoli sprout is way more nutritious than the full grown broccoli. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Right. <laughs> so our body is very resilient. Um, but imagine if we can treat it well. My my goal is prevention. I don't want to get sick and then get better. I just want to okay. be better. I want it like I don't want to hit rock bottom and go up. I just want to go up from here. <laughs> I don't understand all these expressions that we have. They don't even make sense. Like you have to have a job to get a job. How do you get a job? Like how many appointments could you have? Right. Like how much, you know, well, like I, I just being an entrepreneur and people just thinking that you're so like out to lunch. Oh my gosh, you're always so busy. I'm like, but that's the point. <laughs> like, don't you want to be busy? Like that's how businesses are built. You know, you want to be busy. You want to be thriving. You want to be active. You want to be energized and feeling good and your team's on fire and you're like yeah this is awesome right or you can be there and just like hate your job and hope that you're gonna you know not get fired or or you buy your lottery ticket and just like hope every every week that you're gonna win the lottery like of the one you know one in a million people that wins yeah right <laughs> like it's amazing how many people that's their retirement plan is winning the lottery it's like um well okay it's, Reality it's a strategy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're more likely to get eaten by a shark. <laughs> like, <laughs> Even if you've never been in the ocean. <laughs> right. So I sit here and I go, okay, if that's the thrill that you need to you know, get through the day, all right, you go buy your lottery tickets, but bank on yourself, right? Make sure but that imagine you're living your, your life. And I, I know we're, we're, we're doing it, but imagine living your life where you're, where you have a purpose. Like I started my business and it's it's mission driven. I mean, I'm I, I don't know why I started this business. It's cuckoo. You know, when I think about it without having repeat customers, but 21 years, here we are, and making a huge difference. And I think that we we get messages from the universe, from source, God, whatever you want to call it, the energy that we get messages from. Like whenever you get a thought that where did it come from? It came from somewhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it dropped out of the sky into your head. Right. You know, I imagine if we can live our life making a difference, yeah. being on purpose. I, I still love worms. I still get fired up about going and do workshops. It's my favorite piece, going into classrooms and sharing my passion for worms. And then I tell the kids I have the coolest jobs other than your teacher who gets to be with you every day. I get to be with different kids every day. <laughs> right. Lucky yeah. me. <laughs> well, and teaching them stuff that actually matters, right? Like, very, very important thing is to learn how to be self-sustainable, right? I have a vision of um, building an earth ship 
I don't know if you've mm. heard of an earth ship, but it's built of all recyclable material and you use the earth to heat and cool your home. So mm. I'm like, that sounds amazing. I have an indoor garden. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> you know, like that sounds amazing. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I like plants. So that's a thing, but I love just learning and seeing. So I use uh, earthworm casings mm. in like my indoor plants. And seriously, since I started using that, there's so much more nutrients in the soil and you can tell they're so much happier, like thriving, mm. thriving plants. And it's interesting. Yeah, the the castings are nature's finest fertilizer. I mean, it really is. People will ask me, are you a gardener? And I say, no, I'm a soil maker. Because when we feed the soil, the soil looks after the plants. Like it's like the big um, nursery there, like literally the greenhouse, mm -hmm. the nursery fun. Um, you know, so so it's looking after what and and I I say to the kids, you know, if we look after the soil and and have and it's a building process, you know, with with the chemical industry, like with our agriculture as it is, we we need to put a lot of chemicals because the soil doesn't have the nutrients it needs to support that plant. Mm -hmm. And chemical engineers are doing their job. They're doing a great job. Yeah. Right. Designed to make that particular plant grow. Great. But anything that has a side at the end means death. Yeah. And we're not just killing that bug. We're killing all bugs. And then yeah. we've got to start anew, just like when we take antibiotics. So yeah. I say to the kids, if we have a beautiful soil, there's always pathogens present. But if the soil is healthy, that pathogen can't get to that particular, like, oh, look at that juicy root. I'd love to go in there. It can't right. get there. Yeah. So same if we have a healthy immune system, if somebody next to us sneezes or somebody's sick beside us, we may not get it or we will get it less because we're, we have a strong fortified system. Yeah. Well, I think it's so funny because my husband will laugh at me if I tell you this, but like he rarely washes his hands and I'm like, honey, what the heck? And he's like, I never get sick, Elena. I'm like, yeah, that's true. It's true. He never gets sick. Right. Yeah. Because he has such a strong immune system that you can't, you can't throw something at him that he's gonna, you know, have to deal with because he's built that over years and years and years and years of constant exposure you know and yeah I was talking to a chicken farmer and he was like yeah I'd be mucking out the, mucking out the chicken stall eating my sandwich with the other hand <laughs> right yeah it is what it is exposed to everything <laughs> yeah well I did it the other day I was out gardening and then I was like I came inside and was doing something and I was like I haven't washed my hands yet like I should do that. <laughs> like I don't know. My mom was a nurse's aide growing up, so we always had the wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands because she was exposed to so much. And mm. it's it's so interesting to just see how much you change as uh, you grow, but also how much you don't change. I'm like, yeah, no, I used to be the dirty kid playing in the garden. Me and my sister would go make like rose water. You know, mm. uh, it was just. It was fun. It was fun to be outside. And I think that's something that a lot of people are missing nowadays is uh, fun in their lives. And being locked up in our homes for the last couple of years, I think this year has been very different. Like people, even in my business, normally my summers are pretty slow, but mm. they've been um, 
lively with people who are like, come see me, you know, like I want to hang out, you know? And I love that. Cause I'm like, wow, people are really craving that human connection and just really craving um, that together time. And I think that being outdoors and even just going for a walk together or something like that is so much better than just like sitting in front of a TV, you know, I'm like, I don't want to go to a bar so that you can ignore me the whole time while you're watching a hockey game, you know, like, right. Yeah. I want to go for a walk. Yeah. We're social creatures. We really need people. Yeah. You know, this past two years really did a lot of damage. I know there was a thing going on. I don't want to get into the politics of what's been happening, but how do you, how do you torture people? Isolation, like even when you're in prison, you don't want to be in social uh, solitary confinement. Yeah. You don't even want to be alone in jail. Yeah. Wow. And what did we do? We locked everybody up. And now there's, I, I say we're all kind of on the spectrum. And I mean that in many different areas. But as far as fear, I'm still meeting people who have, haven't stepped outside in three years, or they certainly haven't been with anyone. There's people still wearing masks and it social distancing. You know, it's it's just like, so there's those. And then there's the other side where, you know, it's like, oh, this whole thing's a joke. And it's never been like the people who were over on the other side and, and didn't believe in any of it right from the beginning. So we've got the whole host of of people and and we're really messed up right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I do a lot of school workshops. So f- for two years, I didn't. <laughs> and my first one uh, was March of 2022, grade two. So those children hadn't been to school yet. And they were not responding. Like they were like kindergarten kids. Right. They just were not responding. And it was in an area of Toronto that's... Um, a, a high immigrant population. So they may be first Canadians, first like new Canadians, whatever the term is. And so I was thinking, gosh, may they live in apartments and maybe their parents don't speak fluent English. So during that time, you can only, no, you can't go out, don't touch the button. You know, like imagine how scary it must have been on top of everything going on and then having your parents afraid that something's going to happen to you. Yeah, totally. It's sad. Well, why do people need to laugh more? Uh, Well, you know, yeah. So, so 2012, one more person said to me, ew, worms in the house. (laughs) And I felt it. I mean, I'd heard it many times, but I wasn't paying attention to what my clients wanted. Clearly they didn't want worms in the house. I didn't know. (laughs) Like I wasn't listening. Right. I was like, no, no, it's important. You need this. I heard it in 2012 and I was like, oh my gosh. And I think (laughs) the universe was like, I I talk a lot. It's okay. Um, Me too. (laughs) You know, I think that the worms is my mission and I was doing my thing for 10 years. So the angels were off helping other people find their way. And then in 2012, I was like, oh my gosh, this is too hard. Why don't I get a job that, you know, what's going on here? Right. And I think the universe was like, oh my gosh, she's going to bail. We better throw her a lifeline. And I was introduced to laughter yoga the very next day. I mean, it's magic when we pay attention it's a, it's an incredible journey. Yes, there's trials and tribulations and, you know, uh, learning curves or whatever you want to call them. But when we have those frustrating times, I think if we, we can stay in our safe zone and go, no, nah, that's too hard out there. I'm going to stay in here. Or we can break through and be like, yoo And once we get through that 
challenging part that's where the oh then it's like oh my gosh out here I haven't been out here before this is fun so that's what happened I was introduced to laughter yoga I don't even do yoga laughter yoga is laughing for the health of it just laughing there's little games and stuff but it's not doing yoga downward dog and laughing or something <laughs> um yeah so so that really saved my worm business because it, I I think when people used to say ooh worms in the house I took it personal Mm. like like they were right so that they were saying "Ooh, about me maybe not but on a subconscious level I was taking it personal with laughter it was it it allowed me to be like oh not me about the worms I don't want what I'm selling they're not picking up what I'm offering that's fine and I was able to distance myself from that. So now I've been laughing since 2012, really laughing since 2020. <laughs> and I took a deep dive into why laughter is the best medicine. Mm-hmm. When we laugh, we're secreting the love drugs, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, the love drugs, versus cortisol and adrenaline when we're stressed. And our brain requires 25% more oxygen than the rest of our body as an operating principle right? It's a machine, the answering machine. <laughs> right. So when we're stressed, we're not breathing properly. Our body's not getting what it needs. For sure, our brain isn't. And so when we're laughing, we're exhaling. Ha, 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 ha. You can't just exhale. You have to at a certain point so you can continue ha, ha. And also when we're when we're stressed, we're, we're not breathing. So we're kind of shallow breathing. All that excess um, carbon dioxide is careening through our body so when we laugh we ex like we expel all the energy all the oxygen from our lungs and then we inhale <gasps> like fresh air as fresh <clears throat> as it is in your house or wherever you're laughing <laughs> but it's so beautiful right so it's just um it's a magic a magic uh process that has been discounted i think that laughter centuries maybe was squished out of us you can't control people when they're laughing mm-hmm right right people are free they're laughing they're secreting the love drugs they feel good and when we feel good we do good yeah we do good right and when we're stressed we're closed we're not breathing our system is in survival we're meant to be in thrival mode we're meant to thrive not survive Mm -hmm. oh that's so gold and i think it goes right back to where you were saying um your just trying to live your life the way that makes you happy. Right. So Mm. my affirmations are happy, healthy, wealthy, free. Right. And I don't say I am happy. I am healthy. No, I say happy, healthy, wealthy, free. Like, like it's literally just like repeat happy, healthy, wealthy, free, happy, healthy, wealthy, free. Right. Because that's what really matters to me. And I believe that when you put that out into the universe, you're going to attract it. And Mm. so I'll give you an example of when I first started in business, I was $100,000 in debt between my vehicle expenses and that kind of stuff. And then I got laid off and Mm. I was like, hmm, why would someone take advice from me as a financial advisor, you know, if I'm not in the position that I want to be in, right? I felt like Mm. a fraud and I was like, hmm, but then I learned that it wasn't about me. It wasn't about the position that I was in, it was about my heart and how I was focused on helping people. And like you said, being passionate about what you're doing. 
and financial education, I did not know that that was going to be something that I was really excited about, mm. um, like you are about worms, you know? And I look at that and I'm like, if I just listened to the people who told me that I was going to fail or that it was going to be ridiculously hard and I was going to, you know, have to struggle and struggle and struggle, I'm like, I don't have to submit to that. Mm. You know, I don't have to submit to the fact that it's going to be hard. I can tell myself, hey, yeah, it's, I expect it to be hard. Right. And that's why it's going to be worth it. So when you take things personally and you're just struggling on that, like you said, you're you're tensed up. You're just constantly like focused on the bad things versus just going, guess what? What is going to be is going to be and I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to get through it and I'm resilient and I'm strong and I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm wealthy and I'm free. Right. And I, I look at that and I hope that it inspires people to look at that mentality of, hey, do I need to take this personally? No, never take offense, especially when offense is intended. That's what my leadership told me in business. Mm. Because when you just go, all right, well, that was a dig at me. I don't really care that much, right? Versus sitting there and going, that person's really rude. You know, like you're just stewing on that frustration, that identity, but you're in control of how you react to the situation. Mm. So instead of taking it personally, you can observe it, right? Take it in and go, is this true? Is this not true? Is this something I maybe need to work on? Is it a little bit of actual coaching from this person? Because I didn't realize that about myself. Instead of going, you're offensive. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, yeah. not everyone's going to like what I have to say. I'm not going to like what everyone has to say. Guess what? I know I'm not always right, you know. And I think when you can just embrace that and understand that nobody's perfect and just give them grace, like my friend Paige Grant would say, it's a different mentality. It's a different feeling. It's a different way of living life and just being free and prosperous instead of sitting there dwelling on who cut you off in traffic today. Mm. Uh, it's different. It's just a different way of living. Yeah. Don't you love that expression when people say, no offense, but. <laughs> no offense, but. No offense. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> right? That's why Don't take this personal. How else could I take it? <laughs> yeah, you're directly giving me coaching. But that's the thing. Yeah, you know, I really believe that it's our birthright to be joyful. We get in the way, you know, because we're comparing all the time. And social media has exacerbated this uh, phenomenon of, of um, compare. Because, you know, people are always putting their highlight reel. Like, oh, look at us. Here we are on vacation. Here we are over here. Oh, we're over here now. Um, you know, it's, I mean, you, I do see some sad stories and sad um, commentaries on social, but it's mostly what people want you to see, mm -hmm. not necessarily what's really going on. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter, you know, somebody might have got a new boat and it's like, oh, look at them in their new boat. I want a boat. And you don't even like the water. Right. <laughs> it's like, but I want exactly. a boat now. <laughs> yeah. Because it's been flashed in front of you like, hey, you should get this. Hey, you should get this. Hey, you should get this. And you're like, ah, <laughs> right. My husband yeah. did it yesterday. He's like, bah, I bought it. And I was like, what? He's like, this thing like social media wins again. Like I purchased this uh, mosquito <laughs> trap. I don't know what it is, but I really hate mosquitoes too. So I hope it works like a charm. Um, but yeah, it's just, 
interesting how they're marketing stuff to us because of what we're clicking. And like, I went through my phone last week actually, and looked at my like allowances and how many apps have access to like record me and how many, and I'm just sitting there going, why is that necessary? You don't need to record me so that you can advertise me things. I don't want that. Why am I, Mm. why am I signing up for that? You know? And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, well, I'm on social media and I have to sit there and be like, I I literally was like, so I have it in my calendar to post my social media every morning at like 730. Well, I'm looking through my phone this morning going, I haven't taken a photo in three days. (laughs) You know, I'm like, wow, you don't even think about that stuff when you're busy and you're just like. Um, so I'm packing right now. I'm getting my yard cleaned up because we're going to have a house listed, you know, stuff like that. So I'm just sitting here going, what am I going to take a picture of the boxes in my office? You know, like that's not appealing or like anything social media related whatsoever. It's not adding value by going, hey, guys, I'm moving. You know, mm. it's nah, <laughs> you know, nah. So I just I decided not to post I'm like what? I don't need to, I don't need to put it out there. You know, Mm. I don't need to, Oh, you've posted this many days in a row. I'm like, well, it's okay if I don't post every day, you know, like who cares? And who said, right. Who, who made up these rules, right? The algorithms, (laughs) my content won't get shared unless it's, you know, aligning with their stuff. I'm like, no, I'm going to build this word of mouth. You know, I'm going to add value. I'm going to teach people stuff that I find interesting. You may or may not want to learn about worms. I would love to learn about worms. You know, I'm like, that's cool to me. I have a garden um, and lots and lots of office plants at the moment. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think when we can share what we are passionate about, we inspire other people just through our energy. And yes, that's really important to uh, understand as well as when you feel good, you inspire other people around you to be like, oh, maybe I can look at this in a different light, or maybe I can, you know, not get hung up on that thing that is really frustrating me and I can just change my mindset. And I love that. Yeah. You said why, I think the question was, why do we need to laugh? Yeah. You know, we need to laugh because we're in this global mental health tsunami. You know, since 2020, everybody was shut down. The whole world is suffering on a certain level, some more than others. Like we're not all in this together, but we are in the same situation, but we're not. We have different, you know, people have different um, means. Um, Yeah. So when, when we're, we're, when we're in this mental crisis we can't care about anything except how to get out of that crisis yeah and laughter is the opposite of stress this is a realization that i came to yesterday (laughs) so thank you for having me on your podcast today um you know like it really is the opposite because when we're stressed we're not breathing we're you know blood lymph oxygen leaves our brain so we can go into fight flight or freeze because the amygdala the stress center of the brain has not evolved since prehistoric times so it kept us safe at a certain time we needed to know if we were going to be eaten by something or trampled or whatever right that's not the case right if we miss the bus it's annoying it's a nuisance but it's not life-threatening but our body acts as if right secreting the all the stress chemicals we're not breathing so our body's not getting oxygenated and it takes hours if you've ever had a fight with somebody 
where you're like, rah, and you're so angry and they're angry and you're just like, you know, shouting back and forth. It takes our body hours, hours to get over that, to come back to some sort of equilibrium mm-hmm. where, you know, we're breathing again, our, our heart's back to beating at a normal rate. And, you know, those stress chemicals are out of our body. It takes hours. The reverse is true. If we have a laughing fit or we attend a laughter yoga class and we're laughing, ha, 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 secreting all the love drugs, pew, 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 and our body's fully oxygenated, we feel great. Yeah, it takes hours for our body to come back to, you know. (laughs) So it's it's a beautiful thing. We're in charge. We're in charge of our own pharma. I wonder if I'm going to wear out my dispenser. <laughs> so pew, pew, pew. <laughs> oh, oh, no more. Oh, oh, where's my giggle juice? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's important to laugh. I think I'm I'm the kind of person who doesn't laugh very often. And I, I sit there and I wonder about that sometimes. I'm like, why do I not laugh? You know, like one of my good friends is a comedian. And yet she tries to try jokes on me. And I'm like, yeah, that's really funny. But that's like, <laughs> it's like people want me to laugh more but I'm not a big laugher and I'm like oh maybe it's maybe it's a limiting side of myself that I need to explore a little bit more like having more fun because I'm pretty uh pretty serious a lot of the time but at the same mm. time I like try to be funny you know I'm not that funny so so laughter <laughs> yeah. laughter yoga is not about jokes or comedy right it's laughing for the health of it so just laughing even just putting it on like our body doesn't know the difference between real and simulated laughter it's a beautiful thing like our mind knows right it's the thinker our body's the feeler so the first time somebody goes to a laughter yoga club or class it's probably awkward when, when we do anything new we start a new job or start a new hobby or get a new friend it's it's awkward. Like we're wondering, oh, I hope we, I hope I fit in. I hope I know how to do the job or what, whatever it is. It's it's kind of awkward. Same with laughter. It's it's awkward not knowing. Like no jokes or comedy, just laughing. What? That's weird. But it does get us out of our out of our head and into our body. Like mm-hmm. our, our brain might be like, oh, stop it. You look ridiculous. Because our brain, the role of our brain is to keep us safe mm-hmm. and conserve energy. Ever gone to a family function? Maybe, maybe you have a great family. I don't know. <laughs> where, where, um, you know, you, a sibling or somebody says something and you get triggered. You're back into that thing. Like you're like, oh, why does this happen every Thanksgiving? Boo, you know. Uh, and you, and you maybe anticipate that even before you go. So you're already in stress before right. you arrive at the gathering because your brain knows. It's like, oh yeah, as soon as he says that thing. I'm going to say this thing and then we'll be in it because that's what we do. So we can override our brain. That's a beautiful thing. We can override our brain and just be like, okay, thanks brain for stopping by. I'm just going to do this because I know it's good for me. Right. Yeah. That's incredible. I like that. And I think that's what yoga is all about is learning to use your breath, learning to utilize your body for, um, like an energy source and like producing more energy for yourself, whether it's doing a vinyasa flow class or laughter yoga. Right. And Mm. they're very different um, practices, but at the same time, you're still going to get that energy, that vitality, that boost that you're looking for in those situations. Right. Mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love yeah. it. Cool. Well, if you are coaching someone who is potentially new in business or someone who wants to um, get some advice from you when you run into them at a coffee shop, for example, what advice would you give them is my first question. And then where can people find you for more content? The advice I would give to new entrepreneurs is um, be visible. And I don't mean on social or whatever. Just be talk to everybody about what you're doing. And I don't mean in a pitchy way, like everybody's not going to be your customer, but some, everybody knows somebody who needs what you have, Yeah. but you got it, but they got to know that you have it. Yeah. You know, I used to go to a lot of networking events um, before 2020 and I was like, okay, I'm the worm woman. They know me. As <laughs> soon as you stop going to that event, they stop thinking about you. Yes. Even though I'm the only one that they've ever met that has worms. And if somebody said, oh, I'd like to get a worm composter, I may not come to top of mind, even though I'm the only one they know because I'm invisible. Right. You got to keep on. So I would say be visible. And I chose media as my marketing strategy. Over 300 articles, TV, radio. And I don't care if I'm having a bad hair day or whatever. If I'm at an event and I see media, I'm like, Oh, they didn't, they didn't get my worms or whatever. And I, ch mm -hmm. I, I'll chase after them. <laughs> hey, you missed my booth. <laughs> right? That's awesome. I love that. That's the truth. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, so, so don't be afraid to let people know what you're doing because we're not mind readers. Some right. people are <laughs> right, but we need to know what, what, how we can help you. That's what I say to people. When you meet somebody, ask them, how can I help you? Yeah. How can I help you? I know I'm in business, but when you ask somebody, how can I help you? Then they say, oh, well, I'm looking for this or that. I hopefully you have an answer. If somebody says, how can I help you? Say, I'm looking for more people to that are looking to get out of stress and feel better. Right. Do you know anyone that's in, in stress right now? Right. <laughs> right. And And then, so how do you find me? I have a free laughter yoga club online. Uh, 30 it's every Tuesday at 9.30 a.m., 30 minutes, super fun self-care. As a laughter yoga teacher, I incorporate tapping, brain gym, qigong, all kinds of healing modalities to help people get out of stress. And that's my ultimate goal with my free club. It's my, it's my gift to the universe, whoever wants to attend. And I get people from around the world. I've got my little groupies that come. It'll be the third anniversary in June. <laughs> yep, I started cool. in June, tw June 2020 because I needed it. I'm like, ah, oh, my little house roaming around. I, I need people. <laughs> right. So I started my club and oh, I'm so glad. And and I think my laughter club is different than other laughter clubs because it's not really laughter yoga. I laughter goes with everything because I incorporate tapping and all these other modalities. Um, I, I get a lot of laughter leaders and teachers coming. Probably they they come and take my material and bring it to their clubs, and that's that's a beautiful thing, mm -hmm. right? Because then when we're when we're all vibrating, did I say vibrating? <laughs> vibrating. I don't know how to. Whenever you say a word over and over, it just becomes funny. <laughs> when we're when we're laughing, we're we're resonating at such a high level that we actually, it opens our brain up and creativity flows in mm -hmm. versus when we're stressed and we're closed, right? Oxygen's not coming to our brain. And and I'll, I'll demonstrate by asking, ever lost your keys? Uh-huh. 
right? You're flapping around. You're like, oh my God, I got to go. Where are my keys? Ah. And maybe you're yelling at people. I don't know what how you do it, but right? So your brain knows where your keys are, but it's literally being deprived of oxygen. So you need to take a deep breath, <gasps> laugh it off. <laughs> oh, apologize to all the people you just yelled at. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, my keys are right there. Look at that. That was my pen, but... <laughs> You know, yeah. So come to my free laughter club, 30 minutes, 930. Just be aware that it may become your new addiction. That's all. all right. That's good. <laughs> I love that. Well, I appreciate your time today. I know that I got lots of value out of it. And I'm looking forward to looking into your worm business more because I'm like, hmm, I could probably use some worms in my house. So um yeah today was awesome i really appreciate it and guys if you got value out of today's episode make sure that you share the show we're a holistically grown business uh and yeah it makes me so proud to be able to share this kind of content with people so thank you again for your knowledge and energy today it's much appreciated and until next time that's pursuit of relentless signing out <laughs>